Well, hello. Welcome back. It's May 6th, and you're listening to All Cooped Up Alaska. Today, we have a story about the last weekend's birdathon held in the Upper Susitna Valley. Now, every year for the past 30 years, locals have been getting together and recording all the bird species that they see in their yards, lagoons, in the rivers, in the lakes, and also at the Sandhill Crane Sanctuary in Trapper Creek. This episode is going to be hearing some of those voices of some who use cars to get around and some who use just their own power under foot or bike or uh, pack raft. All right, let's roll into this one. One of the most popular spots for birding is in Trapper Creek where there's the Saunders Field Bird Sanctuary. Every year, the sandhill cranes come from thousands of miles away from the San Joaquin Valley, and they come back up to Alaska, sometimes traveling over water bodies with a span of 1,000 miles. So when they show up in Saunders Field, there's been a ritual of providing some barley for these birds to feed on. Kathy Ernst is one of the residents nearby. Here's what she has to say. It's probably the day of the birdathon. Um Several people estimated about 300 cranes out there, which was pretty fantastic. And um, also there were two uh, white-fronted geese as well with, with them, and I did not see any ducks, although I understand there's a couple there right now. So Birdathon, as you may have heard, really, really was sparse on anything other than waterfowl. The winter of 2020 in south-central Alaska was a very long, cold, drawn-out winter with a lot of snow. It was very tough on moose populations and tough on people's spirits. Thus, the return of the birds is always an incredibly uplifting event. The birdathon is always the first weekend of May, and the northern Susitna birders put together a list of what people can expect to find, and people count as many bird species that they see. This year's count was a little bit low because of the colder temperatures. Kathy Ernst has a little more to share of what she saw on Saunders Field. I had one, a whole bunch of cranes, and um, it, I spent a lot of time near a group that let me let me be close to them. I had thrown some barley out for them, and um, I got to see them dancing, and there's just when they're in a group, they're, they're really a little nervous and aggressive. There's one guy running around poking all the other birds in the butt, um, and um, a lot of interaction between the cranes, so it's, it's really great fun to watch them, and... Um, They've been coming to this field for, oh shoot, almost 50 years, I think. Dale Saunders um, was the third homesteader in the community and started raising barley. And then I think he said in the 60s, uh, the cranes started to come to his barley field. And um, and they, they rest. They probably have traveled, oh, some of them have they come up from California. This is a smaller group that comes from the San Joaquin Valley. And um, I read once that part of their route takes them about a 1,000 miles over water. So they're pretty hungry and tired when they get there. Great Land Trust puts out um, barley, or has their manager put out barley on top of the snow for them, and they've been busy gobbling that up. Talkeetna and Trapper Creek are full of people who absolutely love nature and are keen on studying the ins and outs of, of nature, the mountains, and birding. Ornithologist Doug Galtieri is one of our speakers here in this podcast, and he and his wife Maureen live on a creek, and they love the birdathon. 
this is one of our annual events that take place in our small community that many of us look forward to for for various various reasons one bird watching is a really wonderful activity whether you take it very seriously or not uh, humans have enjoyed watching birds and have shaped many cultural aspects of humanity uh, in and around the the folklore of birds the, the the magical nature of birds but here in Talkeetna we have a very strong contingent of some very keen bird watchers and birders and it's really a treat every year to be able to go out and spend time out in the field as the boreal forest and the surrounding wetlands and rivers and everything are waking up from a very long winter and this winter particularly very cold and lots of snow. Kathy Ern said the first crane started to arrive right around Earth Day on the 25th of April. For the birding event, there was almost 300 cranes on the field. They stay and feed, and then they leave, and others come, and she's hoping for the water to attract a variety of species. Here's what she has to say about that. They'll be around for, I think, for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm hoping for a good show. I'm hoping for standing water on the field. If we have that, then we historically, and it happens once every 10 years maybe, we've historically with standing water on the field, we end up with swans and geese and ducks and, and pintails and just all kinds of um, inshore birds as well. Diane Okanick and her husband Brian of Talkeetna were out birding and they had some neat things to share as well. And Brian and I spent seven hours um, watching birds on Saturday for the annual bird count. And it was such a gorgeous day. We just had a great time between here and Trapper Creek. Saw lots of cranes at the crane sanctuary. And um, one of the best things was when we were, <laughs> we were down at the Susitna River at the end of Main Street um, looking for birds just at the right moment when an ice jam broke loose and we watched this huge amount of ice come uh, bank to bank down the river for about a half an hour. Now, one may not think of birding as a competitive sport, but it's a very competitive field of birders of those who know birds. It's also a humbling experience to be around people who pick up their binoculars and can instantly sight the bird and identify it and put it on their list. For other beginners, it might take a long time to zero in with the binoculars on a bird, and some have an ability to even bird from their pack rafts. One of these adventurous types who has lived in Talkeetna for over 40 years and has been crowned the Birdathon champion over four times with his various partners over the years, and he is located near the Talkeetna River. Billy Fitzgerald birds without any motor vehicle whatsoever. One of his favorite things to do is to hop in his raft, pack raft, and head down the Talkeetna River to see an assortment of birds. Here's what Billy has to say. Early Saturday morning, I blew up my pack raft standing on an ice shelf overhanging the Talkeetna River, and it was just beautiful. The weather was absolutely magnificent. It was still, not very much wind, and brilliant sunshine. 
it was, I believe it was about 34, 35 degrees, something like that. I launched my raft, headed downstream for uh, a place I knew well to uh, reveal some great waterfall, especially if it's ice-free, or only if it's ice-free. The birdathon is right about when the rivers open up, and sometimes those pack rafters get to see amazing things happen while they're on the river, along with a variety of bird species, giving them a lot of opportunity to see a lot of different types of waterfowl that Billy did on this particular trip. One thing that stands out in his mind as being the highlight of a raft down the Talkeetna River was seeing an osprey flying right over him with a 20-inch rainbow in his talons and a bald eagle in hot pursuit. Now, Billy is an, also an avid photographer, and his camera was tucked away safe and secure in his dry bag. Now, one may not think of birding as an extreme sport, but when you're birding with a pack raft in an Alaskan spring thaw, things can get pretty interesting. The timing of Billy getting out of the river was unbelievable. He was out with his pack raft, and while he ran into some of his other birding friends, they said that the ice flow had just began to release some huge flows upstream, and he had just gotten out in time before this ice flow had happened. Another birder who likes to bird the Green Way is named Wade Hopkins, who lives in the same neighborhood, and he uses his pack raft to paddle upstream to get to his remote cabin near Papa Bear Lake. He tends to see a lot of his bird species, and he was the winner of the Green Bird Award this year with all the species that he saw along the waterways. One of them was a special sighting for him. I'll let you hear from Wade. One of my highlights of the day would have been, well, snowshoeing back towards my cabin. I was on the north side of the lake system here, and I was trying to stay behind the dense black spruce swamp that is in between the lakes. Um, the shade from those trees kept the snow hard enough in the woods behind them that I could actually snowshoe on top of the snow, which was a pleasant relief after post-holing most of the day, or at least the afternoon in the spruce trees. And anyway, there was some chickadees moving around there and a quick look in the binocs, and I ended up noticing something red moving around with them, which turned out to be a white-winged crossbill. It seems like their numbers are less than what they used to be, but I, I could be totally wrong. I could have just not seen any for a long time, but, but that's just burning, and I was really stoked to, to make it even 30 birds for the 24-hour period, and um, yeah, it was, was uh, a great way to end the day. While Wade was challenged by the deep snow and post-holing and a lot of ice and overflow up at Papa Bear and high winds up there as well, uh, not too far from there in Talkeetna down at the end of Main Street was another wonderful sunny spot for people to bird and it's a very popular spot to bird because of the birds are coming up the Susitna River in large numbers. Here's what one family experienced and if you think birding's not a lot of fun, just listen to the thrill in their voices. Ducks, ducks, ducks. Oh, look at them. Ducks. Oh, ducks. The eagle oh, is... Those are ducks, too. Oh, so pintail, awesome. pintail. Those are pintail. Pintails. Oh, pintail. 
There's some so flying light. The eagle's flying right towards Yeah, there's some oh flying low on the ground. He's getting that, look at that. He's getting bombarded. He's going for those ducks. He's going for those ducks. He's getting bombarded. There are so many flipping pintail down there right now. Like, Dad, those are old freaking pintail. I mean, old pintail. Jasper. Dad, those, that's like 300 pintail. <laughs> 300 pintail. <laughs> 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 and there's two pintail. And was that so cool? I was like, look it. The king of the skies is getting chased away. I was like, the eagle's flying up the coastline. He's like, there's ducks. I'm like, well, the eagle's flying up the coastline. The ducks. And it's just like this. <laughs> it's like, Dad. There's ducks down there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so exciting. And I'm like, Dad, there's. Oh, Dad, there's some more Here ducks. Here comes the eagle. The eagle's flying right dad, up. Dad, 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 Dad. I think those are ducks Can flying low. Holy crap. Dad, there's so many ducks. Oh, my gosh. They're pouring in, Dad. They're oh, pouring God. in Ren, so look, fast. Look, Take a look. Look, 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 look. Oh, look. I see them down on the river. Yeah. Just look down there, and you're going to see at those least 50. Pintail. They're gonna fly right by here. We might have to get Ren a pizza, and all of us. All of us. We might stay here all Ren is a great idea. She's right half the time. Now, is it not wonderful to hear the younger generation getting so excited about birding? There's a lot of mentors in the Trapper Creek and Talkeena area, including Billy Fitzgerald, who even teaches birding at the elementary school, and even at the folk school. And this uh, father, Todd Martyr, loves sharing his passion with his kids about not only birding, but also paddling the rivers and learning about nature. It gets a little competitive in the birdathon, and one of the honors that people are seeking is the birding pin on the magpie pin. The magpie pin goes to the first person to see or hear a magpie as the birdathon starts at 6 p.m. on Friday. Jasper, you better get over here. Six seconds out. What is your? My watch says it's now six o'clock. Let's find it. Do you think it's calling to its mate, or is it calling to try to attract me? I mean, I go closer over there, so I might be able to see it. Now, in technical terms, a birdathon, and our birdathon here in Talkeetna and Trapper Creek, is a 24-hour you know, birding activity. And the person who receives or sees the most species in that 24 hours can claim victory over their fellow birders. And uh, so that puts a little competitive edge on the whole event. Myself personally, I've um, never really gone fully onto the competitive side of it. Though I do enjoy, you know, seeing more and more species and knowing that, oh, I'm getting close to that magic number of 30, like on a good average year, 30 is like a good starting point. This year we uh, only managed to see 25 species, but we also didn't really go that far afield. In the fact, we didn't really even leave within a couple miles of our house as our birding activity, which again makes the event of birding in and of itself pretty remarkable uh, low-cost, high-reward activity. Most years, the northern Susitna birders celebrate around a bonfire at the end of Main Street, looking out at the Susitna River and celebrating spring, friendship, and the return of the birds. And with the pandemic, uh, the group size would be too big, and so that was not held. But uh, this podcast, for me, was I was motivated to share these voices so that you all could hear each other and see some of the fun and joy of what happened during this year's birdathon 
even though there wasn't the gathering. Doug has a little more to say about uh, the, the Birdathon. Um, so with that being said, I do believe the victor had a total of 33 species. And another one of our fellow birders and lovers of the natural world, I believe, came down with 30 species, but was did it all on either foot or paddle or bicycle, but no no motors, no fuel, no cars. So if there's any kind of element level you can add to this activity is really wonderful. Um, but as I said, my wife and I, we like just spending the time together and watching the birds, even if it's the chickadees that have survived the cold winter here in Alaska, just watching them and their daily routines now during the breeding season uh, finding out which birds are breeding in your backyard as you're getting ready for the birdathon, paying closer attention to the birds and where they are and what they're doing. It's a really wonderful event, and uh, this year, given the different circumstances, I think everybody had a slightly different birding uh, experience, um, but I would have to say it was probably rewarding for everybody that took the time to do it, and I encourage others to get out and enjoy the natural world in your own backyards. This year's birding champions were Barb and Chris Mannix, and in a conversation with Chris, they saw 33 species, and they were working hard to see their birds. They said this birdathon has been going on in the Upper Susitna Valley for over 50 years. Now this year, with the pandemic, there may have been less of an organized group, but some of the people that couldn't make it back home to Talkeetna, like Greta Perkins, were birding from her perch in, in Maui. Aloha and greetings to all of my Upper Susitna birding friends. This is Greta Perkins and I'm in Haiku on Maui and I birded at home. I saw zebra doves, northern cardinals, which are an introduced species, huame, which is the melodious laughing thrush, I heard that one, the common minas, cattle egret, and house finches. I had a great day. I was thinking of all of you while I was looking for birds here. Aloha. Some other folks that are the birding champions in the past were Jeff and Deb, who didn't quite make it back from Arizona, and they're trying not to melt in that sweltering heat down there, and the, the rattlesnakes as well. So the uh, green winner was Wade Hopkins, and the magpie pin went to Jasper Martyr and his family. And we hope you stay tuned to what birds are in your yard and create your list no matter where you are in the globe. Special thanks to Chris Mannix for organizing all the statistics and details of this birdathon. And uh, he said that the time of birding is really just beginning here in the Upper Valley. You can also see a lot of white crowned sparrows, dark eyed juncos, yellow rump warblers, and several reports of the Lapland longsbirds. Today is May 6, 2020, and you are listening to Katie Ryder on All Cooped Up Alaska. Hope you are getting out and enjoying your perch and seeing what birds bring a smile to your face.